Hi guys, welcome back to Simply Holy Living, a practical guide for living the uh, open-handed life every day. And um, I hope you've been enjoying this series on Sabbath living. Um, it has been a joy to make. Now, what we're going to do now, even though this is the third um, installment, the first couple were really just about the heart of God and uh, getting our minds wrapped around the concept that Sabbath li is the Sabbath is a, a part of of worshiping God and Sabbath living. Um, encompasses the whole week and so what I want to do for the next um, well seven videos to be exact is I want to do one for every single day of the week today is Sunday so I'm just gonna go through um, my thoughts about uh, how this Sabbath living goes day by day I'm gonna give you some real practical things that our family does how we do it um, which will obviously be different for your family based on the careers that you've chosen the um, kids that you have the extracurricular things that your family enjoys all you know it's just individual because God made every single person differently and so it's gonna look different in every family but I thought well I'll give you an example of what our family looks like and the overall ways that I think about um, each day of the week you know, when you're celebrating the Sabbath, um, it, on Saturday it says that, um, blessed art thou, blessed are thou, O Lord our God, um, uh, King of the universe, who sets us apart by his commands and commands us to kindle the Sabbath lights. <laughs> I, here I am making this video, of course, I can't remember the thing I say every single week. But anyway, talks about kindling the Sabbath lights on Saturday. Now we're going to go into Sunday and I'm going to say, okay, so yesterday I celebrated the Sabbath. I had this incredible day of rest. Um, I was able to read more, pray more, um, relax more. I slept a lot. Um, I did things like I went to the chiropractor. I got an adjustment because that's so almost luxurious to me at this point. Um, I did things around my house that I normally don't get to do. Um, I hung a picture on the wall. Um, I went through some stuff with my calendar that I just don't have a chance to do. It's very different. It's a very different day. It's a, a day that's set apart. Okay, we'll talk more about that later, but now it's Sunday. It literally is Sunday. It's actually um, seven, about 7.30 in the morning, and um, I want to tell you what I think about on on Sundays. Now, um, I'm going to take you back to Genesis 1-1. I'm going to follow the creation account all the way through this. And um, because I, I want to just, just kind of reset our thinking. So in Genesis 1-3, it says, then God said, oh, I'm sorry. I was on the wrong page. But in Genesis 1-3, it says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And uh, we know that, we, we don't know exactly what this means, no scholar does, no one knows, and I guess we'll know this exactly when we get to heaven, possibly. Um, but we, one thing that we're all pretty sure of is that this doesn't mean that he was talking about creating the sun and the moon since those weren't created yet. So the light and the darkness here, the separating of the light and the darkness has something uh, more to do spiritually, I think, than physically. And um, he, you know, some people, some scholars will say, well, this is where Satan was thrown from heaven um, and darkness was separated from the light. Jesus is the light. We know that in John 1, I'll just read a couple passages here. 
John 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made, and that, that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Um, it just goes, you know, this is that passage where we start to see, oh, the Word, it's a capital W. The Word was with God and the Word was God. So God and, and, and His Word that we're reading here um, and the light, they all seem to be talking about God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. This is when scholars go, wow, we really just don't know. All of us have to go, whoa, this is fascinating because we can't comprehend it. But um, later on in verse 14, it says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we know that Jesus is the light of the world. And um, we know that he was God incarnate, that he came and lived on this planet. And so the word became flesh you know these are transcendent sentences you know what what does this even mean but i think what i glean from this is that as god started the week he separated the light from the darkness and this is what i look at for my sunday to be quite honest as i go okay i need to separate the light from the darkness i am stepping into the light in john 3:19 one of my very famous i mean favorite scriptures of all time uh, John 3.19 says, This is the verdict, light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. And I look at Sunday as me coming into the light. You know, the whole week has gone by. Um, all kinds of sins have been committed, which I you know, striving every day for an obedient life that I would do his will on earth as it is in heaven. But, you know, you get crusty. You, 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 you do um, give in to the darkness. There's things that happen. I look at Sunday as a day for me to separate the light from the darkness. I'm going to step into the light, just as it says in, in John 3. And um, I'm going to give a chance to separate that darkness from the light. In Matthew 5, we know that Jesus in his first sermon says that you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. No, they put it on a stand so that it gives light to everyone in the house. And I think about this is as I'm going into my Sunday, I think this is me separating out the darkness. I did no. I want to put my light back on the stand. I'm getting back on the stand and I'm going to reignite the flame. This is what Sunday means to me. On Sunday, number one, it's a chance for me to rekindle and reignite the light. Um, this is when I'm reconnecting with the light. Uh, I look at Sunday is my first day of the week. This is the first day of the week. I'm no longer looking for rest because I already had it. And I think that this is this was a huge change for me um, coming into Sabbath living was I used to come out of my Sundays uh, tired and run down and um, I was always searching for more me time, more me, 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 me. I didn't get it all done. I don't have enough time. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, I actually don't feel that anymore. I look at Sunday as the first day of the week. 
I go, okay, so this first day of the week is going to be spent reigniting with God, going, okay, God, I'm ready for another week. Um, relight my fire. Now, and the first thing that's going to come from that, honestly, is my, I'm going to get up and I'm going to have time with God. And um, the, the next thing that's going to happen is I'm going to get my family ready to go to collectively worship God with other believers who believe the same thing that I do. So I'm looking at Sunday as collective worship, that this is the first thing I do with my week, that this is the most important thing that I do with my week. And I actually kind of like that. You know, some churches will sell it, well, they'll, they'll have their family gathering on the Sabbath, the exact Sabbath, the seventh day of the week. And I'm like, I can see that. I mean, even um, that's what the Jewish people would do is they would uh, have their dinner on Friday night and they would start their Sabbath that way. Um, and then they would, some of them would meet together with other, uh, the, with the rest of the Jews that night, or they'll do it in the morning on Saturday, you know, so if you go to the, if you go to your local synagogue, you'll see their meeting on Saturday. Even some Christian churches will meet on Saturday, um, and I, maybe that's the way we're supposed to do it. Um, I don't really know. I know that when Constantine came, he changed everything and he wanted to get away from all the Jewish customs, and that's when that started being, I mean, most people think that Actually, Christians did meet on, on Saturday up until Constantine, but he was trying to separate Christianity out from Judaism, which I, I don't really like. <laughs> I think he was wrong about some of those things, but you know, what do I know? Um, he changed the calendar, he went to the Gregorian, you know, he, he changed everything um, so that he could separate it. So then, since then, we've been meeting on Sunday. You know, I'm not going to fight a cultural battle that I'm not sure is worth fighting. Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I kind of like the thought that on Saturdays I rest. Um, I just rest with God. And then on Sundays, as I'm starting my first day of the week, I sort of go, well, I'm excited that the first thing I do, it's sort of a reprioritizing. The first thing I do is worship God with other people, with other believers. That's the first thing I do with my week. So it sort of reprioritizes my week. Now, I haven't mentioned up to this point that for the Sabbath, for, for I mean, for um, Sabbath living, your days actually start in the evening. It's a really anti-American 21st century kind of thought. Um, but it, it does, it goes back uh, to when in Genesis, this is actually why they do it. After, Jesus, after God did anything in Genesis when he was creating, it will say at the end of it, um, and you'll read it, it uh, after John, I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm like so tongue-tied right now. What in the world? So Genesis 1-3 at the end of it says, And there was evening and there was morning the first day. So they count all days from me, from evening to morning. So my evening yesterday, starting at sundown, which you actually, if you're a very staunch um, Jew, you would go by the uh, almanac and you would see when is sunset. Oh, that's the beginning of the day. So they would actually start their day yesterday. And so they would have put everything away and they would have cleaned up and they would have ended their Sabbath, which we'll talk about at the end. But um, they would have ended their Sabbath and sort of said, God, you know, here we are. It's the first day of the week. You know, um, we don't always get to that. I don't know why, but I do know that when um, the sun comes up on Sunday, I get up and I dedicate this day to reigniting the fire. I go, I need to be a light 
I need to be a light for my family. I need to be a light for the community. And I'm going to go and I'm going to get myself back on that stand. And for me, that's going to church on Sunday. And I look at Sunday as this is my this is a collective worship day. I may do different things. I may play violin. I may do a study with someone. I may talk through a conflict. I may witness a baptism. Um, I may have play dates with the, you know my kids may have play dates. We may play basketball. Um, I may serve in Kids Point. I might do the Heritage Project. But whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it with the heart that goes. This is my time dedicated to collectively worshiping with other Christians. I don't resent it. And I know that there's a thought uh, that, well, we're so busy. You know, I covered that last time. But you know, when you rest on Saturday, you really don't resent the time that it takes to, to put a worship service together. Um, I go very early. I go very early in the morning. I'm there by, I try to leave my house at 845. It usually ends up being nine. But I try to leave my house at 845. This is the only day of the week that my family actually gets out the door. I mean, we homeschool, so we're home the rest of the week. Um, and I, so it's actually probably even harder for us because we're so out of practice. We're not used to it. But somehow I go in and I get my kids up and I go, this is our day to worship the Lord. This day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us enter his gates with thanksgiving. Let us come together and praise his name. That's what Sunday is to me, As I go, well, this is my chance to get together with other people and praise God. It's my only chance to be able to hear and play with the worship band. This is my only chance to get to hear the congregation singing. This is a huge, beautiful opportunity for me. So I look at this as imperfect people coming back together to purify themselves, to reignite their flame, to put themselves back on the lampstand and uh, rededicate their life to God. Um, you know, and sometimes I can walk into church if I have unresolved conflict or if I have things that are bothering me and I can be very focused on those things, um, about all the things that are bothering me and about all these little, you know, these imperfections. You know, but I really just have to realize we're all imperfect people streaming back. All nations will stream to it. You know, when you look back in Isaiah, um, which we're all pretty familiar with that, that passage, it, it talks about how, um, you know, God is going to create something. He's going he's gonna to create, he's going to take cut out from the mountain this place that we all worship. And, um, and all nations will stream to it. Um, and it says, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. You know, we're all striving to walk in the light. So I look at this Sunday morning as a great opportunity to right-size my relationship with God. This is the first day of the week. I'm not squeezing God or church into my schedule. It is the point of Sunday. Um, you know, the other thing that I do on Sunday, oh, I just want to say, when I come in, when we come in on Sundays and we're ready to worship, we go, this is the point of my life. This is why I got up today. You're not late. <laughs> that's a that's a little thing. Um, you're not late because it was the whole reason that you woke that day. You're not striving for more. I need more sleep, or I'm trying to cram more in before I leave, or I'm not. And you know, if you're if you're used to overscheduling, stop, stop overscheduling. Just 
make church your priority. And maybe it goes, maybe you're the kind of person that wants to stay late and have lunch with your group afterwards or have lunch with the people that you invited to church. That could be a part of it. Um, I go very early, so usually I leave right after service and I come home and I'll, I will actually rest. I'll take a nap. That's usually what I'll do. And then I, but after that, I will wake up and I kind of get back into the second part of my day. Um, usually my kids are enjoying fellowship with other kids that that's when I'll have I'll schedule a play date for them with people that they're building relationships with or whatever um, and we have to work all that out that can be um, harrowing for the family of, with many children with a large family but you figure out what works for your family maybe you never have play dates on that day maybe that's something that you do you all come home what I found was that I came home and I was pretty tired my kids are not tired and um, I'd, we don't have playdates during the week, so on Sunday I'm like, well, hang out with the church, hang out with your friends, hang out with family. But um, once I sort of regain my composure after that, then I know that the next part of my, the second part of my Sunday is going to be um, sort of prepping for the week, um, making sure that everything is set up for Monday. Now, um, I, I will have, this cannot be, and I just caution all of you, who are homeschooling, this cannot be your homeschool prep time, three hours of intense, you know, getting all your stuff together. You can't do that. You're gonna have to do that a little bit each day, which I'll talk about, but but it is some final preparations. What needs to be done? And I'll work myself backwards from Monday morning. I'm like, okay, lunches, lunch, if I have lunch boxes, if I have backpacks to pack up, um, you know, even before we were homeschooling, we, we had to get ready for the week. So looking looking forward and going okay do I have to do dinner prep on Monday morning what has to be done for me to actually start my Monday and I'll work backwards from then and I'll use my Sunday afternoon you know three o'clock or so um, to sort of think that through and make sure everything's set for the next day and then at five o'clock we end everything so even if there is an activity going on um, for the kids whatever we always say well we need to be you know, could you pick up by 4.30 or we're picking up our kids by 4.30 and we're making sure that we're all together again at 5 because at 5 o'clock we're going to do a sort of reconnect with the family and we're going to have a fa our family meeting and um, family meetings in themselves are an art so you need to be gentle with yourself if you're just starting doing those. I highly recommend uh, Nicolene Peck. Um, her whole system of meeting with the family, I think, works really well. You just really need to follow her advice of keeping it simple and short. 20 minutes. It's a 20-minute thing. If you get into it and then you start making it, uh, it's more and more and more and more, everybody's going to dread it. Everybody's going to dread it. And you'll even get to the point where you're like, well, we plan, we plan to be 20 minutes, but one of my kids always presents a problem. <laughs> and it makes the meeting go on and on and then I have to work through their attitude and then so you're gonna have some things to figure out during that time I mean there's some times where you go to that kid you know what this isn't a time for this to be all um, drama and drawn out I want you to go to your room um, and uh, and when you can kind of come back in and just sort of have a light spirit about this then we'll move on uh, we can talk about deep things at another time but right now we all just need to have a great attitude about having time with our family so but it'll be frustrating to you I mean we've gotten to the point where we're like oh my gosh I'm dreading a meeting with this certain kid because they complicate everything and it's like their time to pull out all drama 
So we realized with this one kid that we actually needed to meet with them every day. <laughs> alone. Alone time with this kid every single day. How are you feeling? What are you thinking? How are our hearts? Are our strings connected? What's going on? Because this Sunday is becoming a dread for us. Um, it always seems to be way too complicated. So you want to keep it light. Um, on Sunday nights, we'll have our, uh, we'll set the expectations for the week. Just a reminder, this is what we expect for the week. Um, we're working hard on not letting Mondays be this huge, um, horrible event <laughs> that Mondays are difficult. You have to prepare in your mind. Mondays can be difficult, but we're trying to teach our family that's ridiculous. It shouldn't be difficult. First of all, it's the second day of the week. This is our first day of the week, and look how we got to spend it. We got to spend it um, worshiping God because that's the first thing that we do and spending time with God's people. But if you look at that as your first day of the week, then Monday is not um, a dreaded event because you're not longing for you know, Sunday, oh, we're lucky that this is the way we get to start our week. Now, tomorrow, it will look different because we'll be at school. Um, we'll be doing this activity or that activity, but setting the expectation for what I want it to look like in the morning when I walk in. Remember, this is what our Mondays need to look like. Um, so setting yourself up, and some of you who are single honestly need to set yourself up better <laughs> for Monday. And um, so anyway, you look at this second part as getting your family or yourself in the right mind space for the rest of the week. You could decide that um, this is a night that we watch a movie together. This is a night that we um, read a book together. We uh, have a family Devo together, whatever it is that you're gonna do. Um, this is the night that we do that. And just one more thing about Sundays. Of course, there's always gonna be a baptism that's in there or something special that's going on. Um, I'm. I We will always stop we will always make the baptism our family thing for that day. Now that will re reorganize everything. Um, where we may not we may not be able to have our family meeting and a and a, a, sh a brief talk with each kid because we'll do a brief talk with each kid on that day. Um, those literally take ten minutes um, for each one. So that's thirty minutes when you have the three kids that are still left at home for us. But we may not get to that. Now if we do that one week, then we've only missed one week. Um, and then the, usually the next week we're back on track. That's why we, the weekly thing is very, uh, is very good, it's very important. But I will say that if there's going to be a baptism, um, I won't stack it up back to back to back to back, and I'm gonna have this, and I'm gonna have this, and I'm gonna have that. You're gonna be exhausted <laughs> by Monday if you do that. Um, usually collective worship for me, uh, meeting with the family of believers, and then maybe one other thing, that's about all I can handle. And it's a maybe one other thing, because most of my Sunday needs to be spent preparing for Monday in order to uh, to keep my sanity. So maybe we'll have lunch with somebody. Um, that's the only other thing that we'll do. Or maybe I will um, have, a, have a little talk with somebody else uh, in, the, in the three o'clock time or something. But I'm not gonna be doing a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm not gonna be packing it out. I'm going to save that time for either baptisms or a family time for our family. So anyway, that's what the first day of the week looks like to me. And um, I will just finish by saying, you know, every Sunday when you come into church, you're listening to somebody preach the word. And you can take that opportunity to just take, if you want to simplify your life, take that sermon and say, this is what I'm working on through the week.
I will look up one scripture every single day from that sermon. You take those sermon notes and you either have them in your phone or you have them in your, um, you know, you have the little uh, handout that they have. And you go, I'm going to remind myself of this sermon every single day. I'm going to look up the scriptures and I'm going to remember what was said. I'm even going to re-listen to the sermon every. I'm going to listen to the sermon at least once or twice throughout the week to keep it in my brain. You know, I feel like that that David Bruce that that, that the Bruces are really good at this. They're so good at making that Sunday sermon last all through the week. That it simplifies everything. That's what they review when they get together with their Bible talk on Fridays as they go, how did you guys put this stuff into practice? You know, the idea of going to a church service on Sunday is that the, the evangelist is going to give you something that you can put into practice that week. I dare you just to put that one thing into practice. It's hard enough. <laughs> Sometimes we complicate everything by, and I'm studying this, and I'm studying this, and I'm studying this, and I'm studying this. You know, basically for me, if I'm obedient, I'm trying to be obedient with my food every day. I read a little bit about that, um, and I try to put into practice whatever it is that I heard on Sunday. That's good for me. That's good for my family. That's Jacob for sure. He's in the service. Um, my two boys who are in the service there in junior high and high school, you know, just keeping them on track with that, that's probably a really good simplifying thing for our family. So we get our food for the week on Sunday. We get our spiritual food. We reignite our flame. When I'm taking communion on Sunday, what I'm saying is I am participating again. <clears throat> this is the body of Christ. It is the word that became flesh. That flesh is now re-energizing me. I'm saying I choose to be a disciple again after everything that has gone on this week. Um, I'm re-choosing it, and I, I didn't grow up in a church that took communion every week. Um, and you know, there's the the religious are always debating what when you're supposed to do that and how much of it you're supposed to do, and blah 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 blah. You know what I've chosen through the years. This is sort of probably an aside, but I've just chosen to go. What's the good out of whatever we're doing? Whether it's the right way to do it or the wrong way to do it. For example, the you know taking communion. It, 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 you know he was talking about the Sabbath. I mean he was talking about the Passover. Does that mean we should only do it during the Passover? You know who cares? Take the take the bread and the wine, and go. I'm rededicating myself to God this week. I'm going to take the good out of this. This is what my church does right now. Amen. They may not always do it this way. I'm going to take it, and I personally I. It helps me because it is a tangible way for me to say, yes, I, no matter what's happening in my life, Jesus, I want to be your follower for another week. I want to be a disciple for another week. We meet on, we meet on Sundays right now. Amen. I'm going to start my week praising God. If we ever change it, we meet on Saturdays. Great. I'll end my week praising God. You know, we just sort of have to roll with what we have and make it just make it what God um, wants it to be. So I hope this helps you. This is Sunday. Um, until next time.